What up? Welcome to episode 147 of Keep the Kayfabe. I am Mike, finally getting a chance to sit here with my boys and talk about some wrestling. Boy, oh boy, it feels like we've been gone for like two, three months, uh, and I didn't even know what episode we were on, but dang, it feels great to be back. We just kind of needed to take a little hibernation here in the winter months. I got really busy with uh, um, my business with the holidays. Matt's had twins, Matt, uh, Steve's releasing books, Gary's transitioning in work. Then there's life in general. And it's just like, holy, holy cats, guys. We need to just pump the brakes for a second. But you know what? The nice thing, there's no off season in wrestling and you can jump back in whenever you want. Right. So I'm really happy to be back. Thanks for listening and sticking with us, KTK fans. So let's go around the horn here and introduce the boys and see what they've been up to over in Glendale. He's a man that keeps it regal. My guy, Steve Grobschmidt. What up, Grob? Uh, Mike, I request that you call me by my proper given name, Steven. Um, I am a founding father of Keep the Kayfabe. And it's time I start acting that way. Now, I can understand why Gary Gary wasn't here in the beginning, so he doesn't know. But, you know, we started this That's thing true. on a tradition of being excellence and giving the world something that it hasn't expected before. And we've kind of gone off the rails on that. You know, you come up with your little excuses about your uh, business or, you know, family, but it's time Keep the Kayfabe takes things seriously. And, and that's exactly what I'm here to do in 2024. Thank you. I'll, I'll give the floor to whoever else wants to go next. That was awesome. Man, that was really good. Masterfully done. Yeah. Yeah. How many times Great did to have you watch back. that, Steve? What was that? How many times did you watch that? Jeez. Just one, baby. Oh. <laughs> that was really good. Got to call him you one got take. The, you Grobe. got them down. That was for Charlie. Who are you imitating for the fans out there that don't know? That uh, is hot off the presses. The uh, new look of the uh, young bucks who are going most definitely to a heel persona, but kind of these like smarmy, like ex- you know, they're actually just putting it out there that they're ex- EVPs and they're uh, kind of nice. seem to have hinted that they they got this uh, mission to take down the the old, starting with Sting. Awesome. Yeah. Masterfully done. Great pick. Thanks for leading us off. How's life been, Steve, for you? All good in the hood? Yeah, it's good. I just uh, I spent last week in the beautiful state of Utah. Uh, first time mm-hmm. there. And it was, uh, you know, for those of us that live, spend most of our time in Wisconsin, seeing the mountains is quite, uh, it never gets mm-hmm. old. And the mountains wow. were right there. So that's good. And as you alluded to, I've been doing a whole lot of writing. I got my third book coming out in a couple of weeks. And um, that has been a whole lot of fun. Congratulations. Awesome. And I don't think we've recorded in a while. I had none other than wrestling legend Prince Nana nah. cut a cameo promo for my third book. So we'll have to put that on our Instagram. We should. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. My good, 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 good friend, good Steve. Friend, yes. Good friend, Steve. Gamma Trader. Oh, that's awesome. So good. Well, 
Well, congrats on all the the cool happenings with you, Steve. It's good to see you back. Likewise. All right. Let's cruise down to Bayview and talk to a man that keeps it freshly squeezed. Mr. Mom, getting it done times two, (laughs) Matt Michelson. What up, Matt? A lot, but nothing's changed at the same time. It's 2024, (laughs) but some things never change. And to that, I say, hello, ladies. Yeah. Big time. For those of our listeners... Mike shared a really great questionnaire with us the other day <laughs> that was filled out by Val Venus. We'll try and share that. It on was so Instagram funny. Well. Instant classic. <laughs> I got it saved on my phone. I got to check it out. But I mean, that's that's when wrestling. I mean, talk about the perfect person to survey for these things. Like I remember, like Sports Illustrated for kids when, like. You'd be like, Shaquille O'Neal's favorite food is pizza. Holy shit, we like the same stuff. Like, I <laughs> loved learning stats about people. Like, what's your favorite actor in Val Venus's? <laughs> is like, who's ever in my movies? Or like, what were some other ones? What was like the good one? Let me just pull this up real quick. Tell me more, Matt. Tell me about your kids. Oh, they're great. How are they? They're doing good. They just turned three months old fairly recently. <laughs> Um, for those of our listeners who are new to the show, I just, uh, my wife and I just had twin boys back in October. So we're still adjusting a little bit, but I think we've got it down pretty well now. Um, it's great and incredibly like traumatizing, but amazing all at the same time. So if you don't have kids, you wouldn't understand for those of you who do have kids, you get it. Um, and we're slowly getting it as we go, but yeah, we've, we've just kind of been laying low since, I don't know. A little bit before Christmas, trying to keep the kids healthy till they start daycare, which thankfully is coming up here soon. So we're starting wow. to reconnect with friends and do some of the things we used to do and introduce the kids to everyone. So it's been a good, Hell yeah. it's been a good holiday. That's awesome. Congratulations. Congrats. Love to hear it. What was your favorite, um, mo- was your favorite movie, Matt, um, while on paternity? Has your favorite movie been that Debbie series? Debbie series? No. I'm <laughs> Debbie not does Dallas. No, the the <laughs> one that I love the best. Thing. Yeah. No, the one that I love the best is his secret talent carrying one dozen donuts with no hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How good is that? That's great. That was that's really good. He couldn't have made it a baker's dozen. Oh my god, for real. I've, and I've the heard, best advice yeah. he ever received. Give your best shot for the last scene. <laughs> oh my god genius i've heard um he i've seen i've heard a couple podcasts where he's been on and he's actually like super like i don't know he's he's not what you, i it just i don't know what i would have expected but when you t- when you listen to him talk he's super intelligent like super like was totally into his character and actually really trained hard to be a wrestler and so like the whole thing was you know it was obviously a vince mcmahon you know kind of i don't know if you want to call it a fetish or whatever vince but vince mcmahon always had those characters that were you know a little bit more on the sexual side so oh my god um, really yeah (laughs) Yeah. so uh that's good shit but yeah he's he's really fun he's a fun listen when you when you actually um if you get a chance to ever catch him on a podcast he's a really good listen when it comes to val venus if you ever want to get an inside scoop on his technical wrestling ability just watch his northern light suplex best bridge in the business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. drove the ladies crazy women wanted him men wanted to be him 
One Speaking of, of which. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's go down and see our friend over in Ohio, the man with the golden pipes, Gary Williams. How are you, Gary? You could get with this or you can get with that. You better come get with this because it gets where it's at. What's up? 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 And I bring that out because right now, if you aren't paying attention to his work, our truth's work with the judgment day, you're missing out <laughs> on absolute entertainment brilliance because it really? is it is off the chart right now. I'm it telling you that so good. That guy 50, you know, he's, he's been 50s. handed a lot of goofiness in his career. And he has hit a home run with every single thing he's ever been handed. That guy, like, he has a special spot in the Hall of Fame for real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a human yeah. highlight reel, eh? He's, he's like pushing. He's like got to be 50 by now, he, I think. I think oh, I think yeah. he's I think he's in his if he's not 50s, then his 50s. Yeah. And and a impeccable shape looks awesome. And oh, yeah, he, he is. um, Yeah. I'll actually save it a little bit uh, for when we get into some things, but he's doing some some lights out work right now. Impeccable teeth as well. Does not drink <laughs> coffee, that's for sure, or smoke cigarettes. Yeah, well, you, you just still. brought up the WWE, uh, Gary, and yeah. I hear that there's a lot of stuff that we might be pay should be paying attention to in WWE because that's kind of not our. Uh, bag baby a lot of austin powers references so far tonight <laughs> but like we're te technically kind of an aew podcast but you know we love it all we love the business and we want to put over great work so what's happening over in wwe because i've been totally out of the loop catch me yeah. up um well so i think i think it's important to caveat some things to to say that it's clear at this point the the real distinction of wrestling for entertainment and wrestling for realism and um um i've heard on busted open a couple of times bully ray talk you know he's like i like my wrestling with more realism whereas the wwe is clearly a mainstream product and and it is you can't it's unfair sometimes really unfair the way social media and people are comparing the two because to me as a what i would consider a now going on 50 years old this year i consider a wrestling you know kind of i i would say that i've 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 lived a lot of different forms of wrestling and really am have been a, a great fan of of professional wrestling that you know these two are really they're just it's so hard to compare them the way people do because it's not it's apples and oranges um but with that mm -hmm. being said a couple things that i think are really cool that are kind of going on and so right now they're they are as they're ramping into wrestlemania season there is this super stacked babyface crew right now going on with the reintroduction of CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, LA Knight, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles. Like there's this big clump of guys and they're all kind of in and out of each other's lives and storylines. And I think it's just really fascinating because 
while I'm I'm certain that they have the path laid out for themselves for WrestleMania, they're they're really could go in any numbers of directions. Um, and then clearly the most mainstream thing is the rock and, and Roman reigns, which is a fascinating kind of story in and of itself. Um, the rocks return and, and just thinking about what that's going to look like at WrestleMania. And then I alluded to it earlier, but our truth, um, and the judgment day are doing some really great work in essence. Um, our truth had this match, um, I'm drawing a blank right now on the the newest member's name. Um, he was in NXT. Oh, oh yeah, it, he used to be Jordan Devil, and I think he goes by JD yes. McDonough. JD McDonough, yes. So he and JD had a match that came out of nowhere that was allegedly to be in the Judgment Day, even though it was it was our truth's decision of doing this, and so long the long story short is he beat JD and so he kicked him out, but he never got kicked out because he JD's actually in. And so our truth is like playing this. I'm, I'm in and they just, it is brilliant work. And I just heard a, an interview with, um, with our truth on busted open. That was really good. And apparently Damien priest, this was all his idea to do this um, and to bring our truth in I, I guess they had tested it out either at a house show or something had happened and, and it just started catching on. And so, um, but you guys, it's, it's, uh, it's super awesome. And if you can catch the clips, it's great. It's, it's really brilliant stuff. And it just shows kind of that brilliance of, of our truth and just what he's meant to the storyline aspects of wrestling, because I think that comedic value is still, you know, it's still really important in wrestling. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the Juice Robinson type, um, Santino Morello back in the day. Like those guys are goofy as hell, but but they really are pretty brilliant. And so there's some pretty good stuff. And then I guess the last thing is just knowing that pretty soon we're going to see Jade Cargill back in. And so, so I think, you know, the thing, I guess the thing I'd leave with with you guys is just... You know, right now, in in a three-hour show, guess how many two-and-a-half to three-minute breaks there are? Gosh, I, I can't even begin Eight, to guess. 18. Oh. So in a WWE show, there is – so you know how, like, you see the bar at the bottom? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you mm-hmm. noticed this at all, but, like, if you're streaming with the AEW, literally, there are only – it's like four or five throughout the two hours where it's clearly blocked out that you're not going to see anything. Otherwise, as much as we hate it, it's picture in picture all the way through. There's a short period and then Mm -hmm. there are 18 starts and stops to a raw episode. It is absolutely beyond difficult to, to pay attention to. And so, you know, so, but what I really love that they've been doing is I really feel like their premium live events have been really spot on. And, you know, sadly you hate to wait to that. So I do a lot of fast forwarding, but, but it's definitely some really cool stuff. Um, their, their promos have gotten a lot more realistic with Drew McIntyre and with 
Cody and CM Punk, you've got a little bit more realism getting thrown in there, not as much scriptingness. Um, but I mean, in the end, it's still it's still the same kind of shtick. Um, but I definitely think it's really improved its entertainment value, especially since um, seeing after Mc, Vince McMahon truly has been kind of gone over these last couple months. One thing I'll say about WWE, and I know we've talked a lot of shit about it in the past. When WWE is good, it, I mean, there's a reason they're the biggest promotion in town, right? So mm-hmm. right now, you know, Gary, you mentioned the stack group of baby faces. Like, no surprise to me that they're doing as well as they are and that that mm-hmm. many people are interested in it. Um, What's funny to me is I, I had heard about the Judgment Day, you know, quite a while ago now because they've been around now for over a year at least. And... I think in the early going of the Judgment Day, I'd heard some rumblings about them, and I watched a few episodes of Raw. wasn't really super impressed, but you can definitely tell that as time's gone on, mm-hmm. they found their footing and gotten a lot better. So, hearing now that our truth is being involved in this group <laughs> is really interesting. It's it's funny too because uh, Adam Copeland Edge was like the yeah. guy that that whole faction was supposed to be built around, and he's not yeah. even there. And the fact that it's still there actually says something. So absolutely, yeah, that is true. Uh, without it, without a doubt, I think you know, and you know, Dom and JD have kind of gotten they're kind of in the mid card kind of tag team scene, kind of doing some things. Our truth kind of comes in and out, and and. Damian Priest is constantly, I mean, like he is, if it's not every episode, it's every other episode that the a championship is being defended. He is there as if he's going to cash in. Right. So clearly at some point, something's going to happen, but they, they've really, you know, they're trying to really, really push out that story part of his senior money in the bank, as he's called. Hmm. That's awesome. You know, I've, I've always felt like I've been, maybe not as far as our good, 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 good friend, Charlie, but I've always been um, on the negative side of WWE. And I mean, I'm going to stand by a lot of my reasons. However, I was, um, you referenced that Drew McIntyre promo Mm -hmm. with CM Punk. And, you know, I even got, I got my own hangups from CM Punk from how he conducted himself in AEW, but um, this is mostly on Drew. That was like probably one of the best promos I've heard in a while because it mm-hmm. was like, you know, obviously steeped in realism. It pulled back to the real life stuff of Drew McIntyre flaming out in WWE the first time. And um, I, I don't know. I was so impressed with that, that that's what kind of one of the things we talked about behind the scenes that. Mm-hmm. spurred this segment was that you know um i yeah for what you said there's so much fluff and raw and, di- oh, and smackdown yeah. and all that i don't know that i could get through a whole episode but um maybe skimming the highlights might be in my future mm-hmm. yeah I, I i just i think as a as a fairly pure wrestling fan it is really difficult to get through their shows um you know because it's just so made for tv in such a elongated way and and you know their their shtick of bringing someone to the ring and making them sit in the ring for three minutes i mean i can't even imagine you know when you think about and i have been in the last 12 months i've been to a raw and i've been to a dynamite and raws are just awful just an yes. awful pain to yeah. to to 
endure live. And it's shocking to me to some degree, um, really shocking, actually, just how well their attendance is for those shows, because it's painful um, compared to an AEW. Remember back in the day, like freaking Shane McMahon would be like falling off the Titan Tron on a Monday. I know. Like they're not doing anything no. like close You're to right. like what they used to like what you were saying, like those in-ring interviews like that do nothing. The writing is yeah. so bad. Like if it was Piper's pit, sure. Well, you know, we can't compare, but yeah, you're right. Even just the look of it, I just hate like the set. It just looks mm-hmm. like you're they're wrestling in like a like a surgery room. It's all sterile. <laughs> There's nothing like uh I don't know. It's too clean. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe the high definition cameras still kind of get me, but still, yeah, you're right, Gary. Too many breaks, too much talking. But I don't know. I haven't really watched it either. I shouldn't even say that much. But it's good to hear that there's good shit going on. Is there any good shit before we get into like what's happening in the indies and like rumor rumorville or anything like that? We had some people come back. Any closing thoughts on the WWE? And we can we'll get into this later in our show because I think we're gonna have a special feature segment. But there are some nuggets of interestingness to think about in terms of. I'll leave you with two things. One is clearly the decision making around Roman Reigns and what's going to end up happening with that. And then the other thing is, it's clear this in 2024. There's another set of people that whose contracts are up, and it will be interesting to see what eventually ends up happening because i think um if as we transition to maybe indies and 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 others um you know the the artist formerly known as dolph ziggler has really shown a lot of people just how powerful some of their characters are on a global scale um and and in terms of that you know um wondering what what the future is this year of some of the current guys who who are up and um um and i think some of my bold uh some of some of my thoughts for 2024 are around that so yeah what's happening with Dolph ziggler what's he doing what's he he's wrestling somewhere yeah, yeah. so he he's back he's back baby he's was, i again another really cool thing um i listened as you listen to busted open he was on the other day great interview um very steeped in realism and you know he was like listen like he was he basically the, the gist of what he said was i didn't mind sitting at home making a million dollars but i i i kind of want to do something but i always knew that if they needed me i was going to be i could do it right and so but he was really the one pushing them to say Hey, listen, like I'm good to go. Like, I, I, you know, I want to kind of do some other thing. And now he, he's shown up in new Japan. He's starting to do some indie work. He's starting to collaborate with his brother more. Um, Mm. And so, you know, he's got his own, he's got a comedy thing that he and his brother do, which is really kind of cool stuff. So, and the one thing about him too, is he's not a spring chicken by any means. Um, I don't Mm. exactly know how old he is, but he's definitely in his forties. And he, what he said was he's in the best shape of his life. And partly because he hasn't been wrestling full time with the WWE. And so now that he's kind of 
going into this next evolution, he's like, you know, it's, it's not, the energy he had in his interview was so cool. And so, um, so it was kind of neat to see him arrive there selfishly. I hope he ends up somewhere as somewhere else too, in 2024. He's 43. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So, and part of his thing is, you know, he's like, I've been in great shape all my life and I'm, I'm as ready to go to wrestle more at this stage in his career. And, you know, he is, his wrestling deal has always been kind of like that, kind of that under guy, right? The guy that gets kind of beat down a lot or, you know, or, and then, you know, um, and kind of comes back at the end. So, um, but great, great opportunity. I mean, I can't wait to see what he does in the ring um, in these next couple months. Rad. And he gave it to Sonny for like nine straight hours or something like that. <laughs> Do you remember interview? So I've heard. Wow. Alleged, alleged. alleged. But he was probably the one only of the one. best times of her life. Yeah. He was the only one. Yeah, better than on now. Card. <laughs> but Dolph wasn't uh, the only one who showed up at that card. Yeah. In cool. New Japan. Who else? The artist formerly or the artist known as Jungle Boy, uh, Jack Perry showed up as well on that card in New in New Japan, and he did this uh, shtick with a, uh, you know, kind of jumping over the rails and um, ripping up his contract and having an armband that's a scapegoat on it, which I think is hilarious. He's got a big nice. beard and he's kind of, yeah, and it'll be interesting to see kind of what what's going on there. Um, you know, I'm not a I I. I don't really get too deep into dirt sheets and all the other stuff um, as well as our, our good, 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 good friend, Charlie does. Um, but I definitely think that there is obviously this working relationship between uh, new Japan. And I think with, I think with Osprey making the decision to go into AEW full time, I'm sure new Japan is at a place where, they're starting to, you know, figure out, okay, we've got to get some replacements of um, American talent that can replace some of these guys that are leaving. And mm -hmm. so I, um, but it's, it was also cool to see Moxley go over and, and Danielson go over again. And, you know, just seeing just kind of that, that kind of ebb and flow and back and forth, that freedom that those guys in AEW seem to have over the guys in WWE um, is kind of cool. Righteous. Awesome. Sounds like all is well in the wrestling world. And I mean, AEW sure. is humming along. Samoa Joe just put on an amazing main event tonight with Hook. So, you know, young guys are coming up. We got Sting's last match coming up. That's going to be incredible. Um, yeah, lots of shit's going on. So, you know that we like to predict. We like to fantasy book. We do our AEW pay-per-view predictions. But we'll do a little uh, 2024 bold predictions. Mm -hmm. Um, something fun just to get back into the swing of things. Hopefully we'll be coming back to you way more regularly now. It's been real nice. So Steve, I know you yes. got a little something that you, uh, got up in your, up in that brain pan cooking wrestling. What do you think is going to happen this year? I got three predictions and, uh, I'm going to go in, in order of maybe surprise. I'm starting with the least surprising. 
Uh, my first surprise or my first prediction is Mer- Mercedes Monet does officially debut in AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know that it's confirmed, confirmed, but it seems like it's kind of heading that way. So I'm going to go ahead and lock that one in that that's going to happen sooner than later. Steve, you know, what's what's amazing. I just. I've noticed recently that with the elevation of Sky Blue and Julia and Anna J. I mean, Tony Storm, like, mm-hmm. I think her work right now is top notch. Brilliant. Yes. I would you guys agree? And I think I think the, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I think if Mercedes Monet does, if that's legit, right? What an unbelievable, I mean, the synergy that they're going to have, I think, is mm-hmm. going to be where I really think they'll, that this could be the start of some really, really good work for them. I think mm-hmm. getting someone like Mercedes Monet would make the women's division undeniable to some degree, yes. and mostly because mm-hmm. she's such a presence in pro wrestling. I mean, she was by far the best women's wrestler in WWE, at least in my opinion, when she was there. Agreed. So you take her, put her in AEW. I mean, yes, AEW has a lot of great women's wrestlers, but she has that reputation from WWE. Not that Tony Storm didn't. Um, it's just Sasha was on her own level. So mm. Tony Storm, I, I got to just real quickly say, I was not the biggest fan of this character, I think, for a while. But man, <laughs> after tonight, oh my God, like thinking Ian Riccoboni is Tony Schiavone is just priceless. And if she keeps this up and then eventually, you know, maybe they have Mercedes come in and take the title off of her. I think that's the best move they could pull. Um, yeah. I, I don't really know what, what else to add to that though. I think, yeah, she's got to be a shoe in for the women's division. I do think Steve, that if they get Steve, somebody think? like, I think if they get something like her, someone like her and they have to rethink this one match a week and mm-hmm. they got you know diana prazo they got so many ta- so much talent now they gotta just maximize it with whatever yeah. time and you know we don't need to see the marina shafirs and that on tv mm-hmm. anymore it's like freaking you know they're gonna have to do more than the women's few uh storylines are predominantly around the title you know they got statlander and um Willow now they got a couple stories that don't involve the title but if you're gonna get like an a player like Monet you gotta they just really gotta rethink this do two matches maybe on dynamite mm-hmm. there's certainly mm-hmm. crap they could cut out of dynamite to make room for a second woman's match so yeah this is like you get Monet you got to get it up up a level well mm-hmm. it, and I don't know if you guys agree with this but you know the character that Julia Hart has right now or the 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 way Sky Blue is and the way Tony Storm, their characters have actually developed in such a manner where they have like some emotional connection with the fans and in a way where it's hard to not have them on a show because I think, you know, even just Julia's entrance has become kind of a, a bit of a cult classic so to speak oh for sure what were your other predictions steve here's the one that you know maybe this is just the old guard in my brain here that i just refuse to let things go that i'm stubborn about here's my second prediction in 2024 cody rhodes will not win either world title 
Um, okay. I, you know, there's still schools of thought that they're going to stick with the plan and the rock's going to do something else or this or that, but uh, there's a stubborn part of me that thinks he's still never going to win the title, but I'm going to limit my prediction to 2024. Certainly at WrestleMania, okay. he will not come out champion. Nice. And then my third, and this coming from me. So we all know, I mean, I would, I'm going to go on record and I've said it before that my favorite wrestler right now of all wrestlers is Swerve Strickland, and he's been for a while. I, and I think it's going to be, in a lot of ways, the year of Swerve. Mm. Probably going to be a world champion at some point. But here mm. is what I'm going to predict, is that Hangman is going to win the belt back, and then they're going to do this story where Swerve's going to eventually beat him. Because mm-hmm. I just don't see any point in him and Swerve just trading. You know, Swerve's already up 2-0 on him. So somehow have Hangman mm-hmm. get ahead, get that title, and then Swerve can mm-hmm. go after him and get it versus Joe. So that's my mm-hmm. that's my that's the one I've been saving here. That that's is nice. really interesting. That is a really interesting way of going about it. You Honestly, know, it, it, to me, it's the only way that makes Swerve Hangman round two interesting. Yeah, true. Because, like, do you really see? Do any of you see? a future with Swerve and Samoa Joe? No, I definitely don't. But Steve, I'm so glad to hear you say what you think about Hangman and Swerve and how that's all going to pan out. Because I think for whatever reason, and it's not even like AEW's hinted at it, but on tonight's episode, you know, at the time of this recording, that thought crossed my mind too. I'm like, okay, Mm. I think I get it. Like if Hangman is next in line, if he beats Joe and that tees up Swerve and Hangman for the title. I mean, because think about it, like, you know, Swerve, like you guys said, is 2-0 and over Hangman right now. They had an, like, the first match was great. The Texas death match was insane, just like one of the most violent matches of recent memory. How do you top that? Well, mm, if you right. throw in the world title as, you know, something to up the stakes, that makes sense. So I love that prediction. Yeah. Yeah, that's really fascinating, Steve. Like, that's a very interesting kind of. I I know it's that's good. Like, he's a writer, dude. God damn it! I know three books. You got the pen in your hand. It's awesome. Got the pen. Yeah, that's good booking. What about you, Matt? That's good booking. You got some bold bold predictions for us, Matt? I do. Um, I don't know how bold it is necessarily, but. My prediction is that by the end of 2024, Will Ospreay will compete for the AEW World Championship. Mm. Um, I mean, I like he, it. He was on Dynamite somewhat recently, I want to say, saying that he's coming to AEW. He, it's known that he's been signed, but he still has to finish up his time in New Japan. So mm-hmm. while we're waiting on that, you know, all this other stuff can play out. Um, my hunch is that Will Ospreay is going to either debut or compete for the world title at Wembley in August. Mm. Um, I don't know how much time's left on oh, his contract. Good call. That's why I say, you know, is he going to debut then or compete by then? I'm not really sure, but yeah, but hopefully time will tell. So do you think, Matt, do you think that he will be with Don Callis and that group? Or do you think he'll be a wild card on his own? Uh, frankly, I really hope he's not with Don Callis. Like, Callis has some great guys in his stable, but, Mm -hmm. and Don Callis, I mean, there was a time where he was the villain in W in, I'm sorry, AEW. Whoop, geez. I almost said the wrong three letters. (laughs) And for whatever reason, I don't know if AEW just like forgot about him or dropped him cold for not really a good reason. 
all his guys just don't feel as relevant as they used to. Now, don't get me mm. wrong, Takeshita has really stood out lately. Uh, yeah, that dude's a beast. I mean, Kyle Fletcher is an amazing young wrestler, but but doesn't Aussie Open technically have a relationship with Will Osprey that is true? Like, they were a team. They were a faction when they came in. Yeah. So, you know, all that being said, I... I don't know. I don't know if he joins Don Cal's family. I mean, they could definitely dabble with it or tease it when he comes in. I mean, there's something for him to do right there. If I were EW, I would book him to stay away from them. Um, mm. It's just because I feel like there's so much more they could do with him feuding with them versus being part of it. Because, you know, that, that faction just kind of ebbs and flows over the weeks. Like, you know, they'll come back for two weeks in a row, then they'll disappear for two months. Then mm-hmm. they're back for two weeks, then they'll disappear. Keep Osprey away from them. Let him feud with them for a couple of weeks, but then you know he can be on Dynamite again the next week and on to the next thing. Interesting. I like it. I think it's a good prediction. I think um, the Wembley thing is. I mean, there. Yeah, you're gonna want to maximize mm. your British talent, and I think for sure Osprey and Hader probably in some way, shape, or form will figure prominently into that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for Jamie nice. Hader to come back. My God. I wonder where the undisputed kingdom might fit into all that too, just because like, you know, I don't know. It just, it feels clunky a little bit right now, even though you can feel this, you know, you've got this, the acclaimed and bullet club kind of merging for some reason. I don't know. Is, do you think they're merging because of um, blood and guts that they're trying to set up something for that? I believe so. Hmm. That would be I, yeah. Tight. I don't know where. Go ahead. Because we just talked about it last. Blood and guts. How like they were having their big studs like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, do all like that crazy match. This blood and guts is like the perfect match to for like the Colt Colton and the other dude. Uh, what are they? Gun Club. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Um. Yeah. We need that. Like those guys are ready. Those guys are going to be mm-hmm. stars. I, I like. We've been seeing that for years. Maybe that's my bold prediction. Maybe the guns will. Nah, I. It'll. It won't be this year. But in the future, once they do turn and get out of um, Bullet Club Gold or whatever they're going by, those guys are going to be good tags, uh, champions someday. So, yeah. But yeah, I think they are probably setting up for like some kind of merger to get six. six is it like six people per side or five? Three and yeah. three for um, if the Bullet Club and Acclaim team up. Mm-hmm. Daddy ass I mean, doesn't get in there. No. Yeah. Th- well, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the three. No fucking way. There's no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> He's not putting himself in there. I mean, that's I think it's been typically in June or and I think it's been. The one in when when was the last one? I think it was Blood and Guts was uh I thought it's like usually in March or April or something. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah. Well March is the oh, it was February was last year. Yeah, because yeah. it was a while ago, because that was the one yeah. where the um what was his name? Santana or Ortiz. Yeah. I think it was Santana oh, got hurt really yeah, bad. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one actually. Blood and guts. You could go back and listen to that episode. It's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. It would be it would be interesting to see pun in, no pun intended, fresh blood in that type of match and not have any of the regular like Jericho and all that. Yeah. yeah. Keep those guys out and just exactly. You know, um, but there's you know, clearly there's this, 
you know, FTR, Danny Garcia thing going on. There's the, the House of Black. There's, you know, the United Kingdom acclaim. I mean, you've got all these clumps and, you know, there's, it's interesting to see what will make of that. What if, uh, hey, you remember in WCW where, when they had three rings? Yes. It was like fall oh, brawl yeah. or something. What if like Tony Khan gets uh, <laughs> oh gets gosh. the idea to throw back that and they fill like three rings or something? Oh, my God. I oh, can see Lord. it happening. Maybe that could be the new the new thing that he goes for. Battle uh, Bowl. But, Wasn't it Battle Bowl? <laughs> something yes, like that. Sort of, I, think this, I think you're right, Steve. There was like it 125 was. participants. Yeah, it, was 90. So it, was like, it was like 30 per ring. It was insane. And you'd have guys, you'd have like these, these big jobbers like Ron Neese and all that. And yeah. Ron Reese and all that. And oh, yeah. yeah. I think like oh, probably the, the, the guy that they paid the, the most probably got a thousand dollars. And then the right. other buddy, everybody else got like 25 bucks. If Matt, Mike, did Enos you have any would get some eliminations? <laughs> yeah. Matt, did you have any more uh, predictions before we kick it over to Gary? Uh, you know, nothing that immediately come to mind. I mean, the only other thought I'll give is I feel like over the last few weeks, AEW specifically has been really feeling like old school AEW. Mm. So, I, you know, a lot of predictions I could make are really probably things that are going to be really obvious once they happen. Like, oh, yeah, in 2021, I would have said, well, yeah, of course this is going to happen. But at the moment, nothing comes to mind, but I'm sure it's going to be good stuff. Hell yeah. All right, Gary, I know you got some things on your list that you want to say that are coming up here in 2024. Let's hear them. I do. I do. So um, so this first one is about, is kind of alluding to what I was saying before with some contracts coming up. So um, my first bold prediction is that Ricky Starks will join Cody in AEW in 2024. And in Sheamus, WWE, you mean? I, in WWE. WWE in 2024 and Ricky Drew, Starks, Ricky yeah. Starks, wow, okay. and Drew McIntyre and Sheamus will go, will be out of, will not be in WWE by the end of 2024. Now I'm not, I won't, I won't go as far as saying where they're going to be, but I have a feeling that the two of them are going to make some departures. Um, Drew's contract is up in. April ish, right after WrestleMania. And I think Sheamus has been out for a while. And I think it would be interesting given their international background that they might, you know, it would be interesting to see kind of what happens. Um, but, uh, but there's definitely going to be some, some more crossover. And for me, um, Ricky Starks has always been best buds with Cody. And I think, I think him and QT Marshall are going to find their way over there before we know it. Solid. I like it. I approve. Um, Steve, I'm with you. I, so I heard something. Um, I heard something on a, one of the, one of the podcasts about the note about Roman Reigns and, and everyone, he will not, not lose his title at least for another 240 days because that is approximately i think if i have my math right that will be on in 241 days from now ish 
he will break Hogan's record. Mm. And I heard something which I I'm curious what your thoughts are on this, but you know, in, I don't know if you, if you guys ever hear this con this kind of like mantra being said, but in the modern Super Bowl era, they talk about the Super Bowl era versus the prior, you know, prior to the yeah. Super Bowl about, you know, statistics and things, you know, they, and so this is crazy to think about because we, well, I, Steve and I for sure lived WrestleMania one as you know, in our childhood, they're saying that the modern wrestler today will always be known as the WrestleMania era champions versus the prior champions because they believe that WrestleMania one is the true breakpoint into the modern wrestling era. And that is crazy, crazy thinking in my brain, because now we're, you know, like you imagine our parents being a part of Super Bowl one. Right. And and Mm -hmm. not even realizing the implications of that. But people are talking about WrestleMania one being a historical moment in time that is solidifying the modern wrestling era versus the previous and um and so the reason why hogan's thing is so important is because i don't think it's fair to think that roman reigns will outlast the bruno san martinos oh and all God, that stuff no. right because that was a completely other that was era the, yes but it but roman reigns will surpass hogan at the minimum to be the post WrestleMania era greatest champion of all time. That's very logical to me. I don't know. What do you think, Matt? I yeah, I don't want to believe it, but I do. <laughs> it's, it's just it's so WWE, right? Like I could totally see them doing that just for the sake of doing it at this point. I and and to be fair, I mean, I think back in the day when Hogan, you know, gave up that historic reign it was because they finally felt like they had another guy who could fill those shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, does WWE really have that at this point? I mean, yeah, they, they have a lot of guys who everybody loves, right? But do the, any of them feel like they're on the level of Roman? Like, imagine Roman without the title in a match. Like, do you really think he'd lose at this point? I don't know. It's hard yeah. to say. So I have to believe, yeah, WWE's probably going to keep, running this until they do break yet another record because they love playing with their own history. Mm -hmm. The part that I continue to struggle with is imagine if you were on like a, a baseball or a football team and you know, you're, you're, you're practicing every single day and you know, you're, you're going through the grind. And then there was this dude that just, you know, never practiced, but always got to play in the games. And, and, and in where I struggle so much is they pound the piss out of their wrestlers because they put them through Friday, Saturday, Sunday, house shows, Monday, or, you know, SmackDown, house show, house show, raw and 
they pound those guys, right? But there's a certain group of guys that aren't, you know, they're never there. Mm -hmm. They're never really there. And, you know, like Roman, like Seth Rollins is an unbelievable workhorse right now. I mean, he's, and so is Cody to some extent and these other guys, but CM Punk, you guaranteed his contract is I get to come and go when I want to Roman Reigns, you know? So you got all these guys that kind of come and go and it just, it just completely messes with the realism of, of, of what's going on because you're like, okay, so you're going to, so, you know, here I am Cody at the top of a card. And I guess to some extent, maybe the money matters more than anything, but I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but it just is got to be demoralizing to some extent to always feel like, Oh, here comes John Cena for another three months, you know, and here I go. I, my TV time went from this to this now. And that's oh, the, right. that's, that's come on also, in, I mean, that's like, you know, guys like Kevin Owens certainly have to be used to that because he busted mm-hmm. his ass for a universal title run. And then they, squashed him out because i think it was goldberg you know he had to have his wrestlemania moment the rock ended cm punk's great reign because they wanted the rock cena you know so it's like that's like not every single wrestlemania but they do that they oh the big starry you know the big shiny legend comes in let's forget about the guys that are here every single day it's kind of like the nba you know like there's so many good uh basketball players that have never won like a national like a NBA championship because they were going up against Jordan and bird mm-hmm. and magic during that time and stuff like that. So yeah. they never really get enough of the shine, but you know, they're going to go with who sells tickets. Who's it's all about the money. That's what, that's what wrestling is. It's a freaking they don't care. Especially yeah, nowadays. Yeah. It's hard to deny right now. Like the attendance figures for WWE, even the house shows are off the charts and, you know, they're pulling in money left and right. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where I just think that's the part of the WWE that will consistently always rub me as a wrestling fan the wrong way in comparison as I watch. Um, while I'll, I enjoy the some of the entertainment and, you know, and it's hard not to deny that these guys like CM Punk, Cody, LA Knight, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, even our truth, like when they're when they're in a premium live event putting on like a legit show, like it's pretty freaking solid. Like they're really good and they're great in the ring. And a lot of the reason why they're so great in the ring is because they do have house shows, right? And they do get to work their craft and um and that is a big difference with AEW, but you know, in the same token, it's just, you know, it's just interesting. So totally. um, my, my last two, one is um, I think the WWE will introduce a trios championship this year. And I think this is another thing that I think people have overlooked is how much the WWE is chasing AEW for some of the concepts that it has and has employed. Um, even though, even though they fight being compared to AEW, I, if you watch WWE programming, it is so very similar now in some ways they've added things like 
oh, next week's matches are this. And all of a sudden, you know, they just have started to tweak things that mimic things that are working in AEW. And I just think it's really fascinating. And it just proves that if if they think for 30, if people really were paying attention for 30 seconds, um, WWE is paying attention to what AEW is doing. No doubt about it. That's kind of like what uh, the XFL which was a WWE product did for the NFL actually mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. the NFL finally had their competition and had something to look at they employed some of the new updated uh concepts yeah. which is kind of kind of ironic sure. to your point there Gary. Yeah. What was your last one sir? The last one is that in 2024 the WWE will actually open a forbidden door with Japan and will start to break from tradition and um there will be some talent sharing with other other entities that's a like bold that. prediction i certainly think triple h would be open to that obviously vince never was but triple h was starting to do that in nxt and the cruiserweight with the uh you know when they bring in like sax saber jr and these people from other uh groups and uh I don't know. Yeah, I think that if Triple H can't, you know, steer the uh, steer the giant slow moving ship radically, you know, instantly. But I I could see him introducing things like that at the at the last at the most recent TNA pay-per-view Mercedes, Bailey and Triple H all attended. Wow. When we're caught on camera, they were caught in a picture there, Um, you know, Trinity. Naomi was wrestling and there's thought that she's going to come back to WWE, but it's just interesting that, you know, I don't know. I don't know if AEW and WWE, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I also would not, not, not say never to anything going forward because I think those blurred lines could be as these friends start to move back and forth, you know, I mean, how can you deny what Christian and Edge are doing right now? Mm-hmm. Like, or even tonight, you guys, Dustin and and Christian, like those guys are freaking phenomenal professionals. Yeah, you know, they're if those guys in the back weren't eating that up and paying attention, those guys, you know, I don't care. They're they're phenomenal entertainers it's like what all the young guys should be striving to be right Mm -hmm. you know a wise man once said a wise man once said in our presence it was real Mm -hmm. (laughs) definitely (laughs) yeah and i mean this is what we like to do here we like to keep it real it's good to get the wrestling chatter back in order and it was good to reconnect with you boys and you know what we got a lot to look forward to and a lot to be thankful for And, um, you know, lots of times when I do count my blessings throughout the day, I usually include these three things. Hmm. Could you tell us what those are? Because I'd love to hear them. You know, it's the time of New Year's resolutions. What are they? I'm new. I'm new. Remember, I don't, I don't, I haven't been around here. Not from the beginning. I'm super blessed to always stay humble, stay hungry, and stay hard. Oh, Triple H. <laughs> Woo! Say you don't care who goes to that kind of place. 
Good shit.